There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of the Hot Stove Show. It's presented by Mattress Direct Live from the Design Air Heating and Cooling Studios in Jupiter, Florida, home of the Cardinals Spring Training, and also our home here for two months on both Scoops with Danny Mack and the Tim McKernan Show. Dan bringing you updates throughout the course of spring training with Derek Gould and also Cardinal interviews, and I have Cardinal interviews throughout this week, my guest, is Alex Reyes uh, on the uh, spring training coverage and last week, Dexter Fowler. So if you missed anything, uh, it's all there for you on the Tim McKernan Show. We take your questions and your comments throughout here. It's presented by Mattress Direct, and we take them in the Triad Bank viewer chat line. Triad Bank online at triadbanking.com. They are the sponsor of our viewer chat line, and we welcome you to submit yours, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on Facebook. Your questions are welcome. I want to, uh, as Dan is back in St. Louis for a Billiken game uh, this week, I want to go into the win totals and then also the odds that were just sent out yesterday for NL MVP, NL Cy Young, also have the AL numbers as well. But I love doing the, um, the win total thing because I like large sample size bets Usually that's where you will find an edge. doesn't matter if it's over or under. Of course, the variance on these are injuries. But uh, when you have a 162-game sample size and you have a good feel on something, you can do pretty well with it. So taking a look at what was posted by Las Vegas about two weeks ago, I'm sure the one you're curious most if you're watching this program, the Cardinals, uh, and the Cardinal win total is at 88 and a half. Now, that's not a number that I would necessarily be really excited about betting, but if I had to bet the Cardinal win total, I would go over. And here is the logic. Now, I am of the opinion that the starting rotation is going to be a strong suit, even though I know that a lot of the analytics don't necessarily indicate that. Personally, I think what's happened with Carlos Martinez, while I'm very confident in saying the organization is frustrated by it and the frustration goes well beyond uh, what took place with the injury announcement a couple of weeks ago, uh, I am of the opinion that it might actually be better for the rotation um, if he is not somebody that they're handing the ball to every fifth day. And I know that might sound a little outside the box because I think they may have enough depth to cover that, and then I think he might be better out of the bullpen, and then if you have Hicks, Miller, and Martinez at the back end of the bullpen, you really have done uh, that Kansas City Royals 2015 kind of 7th, 8th, ninth inning potential. The question is how he recovers and would he be able to even do that. I like the idea of Alex Reyes in the rotation, um, but as I'm understanding it, and you're picking up tells. Uh, a little bit, that that isn't necessarily a lock as there are some other guys. I saw Rick Hummel, for example, uh, saying he thinks John Gant will start the season in the rotation. Part of that is an underappreciation of his performance. The other part of it is that he's out of options, but that's something that, is, that people are, uh, you know, understandably not necessarily factoring in. I kind of figured he'd be the long relief guy. Either way, 
I'm bullish on the rotation. And then as far as the lineup goes, you know, you, the, the thing that to me is, is the biggest X factor, but it doesn't necessarily get talked about as much as, say, the things that we spent most of the offseason talking about. A, number one, Bryce Harper. Uh, B, Dexter Fowler. And then C, Paul Goldschmidt. Is Marcelo Zuna. I mean, if, if the guy can't really throw from left field – then what does that mean for his availability at the start of this season? What does it mean for his availability throughout the course of the season? Um, and so if you do have him in there, what that does when you look at the lineup, like the Cardinals lineup today, you get a little taste of what the lineup looks like for uh, 2019. And, uh, and, it, and it's, it's, it's an impressive thing as far as potential goes, but you take him out and you don't know what you got with Dexter Fowler. You don't know how Harrison Bader is going to hit on a consistent basis. Can Tyler O'Neill be the guy the Cardinals expect him to be? How much playing time does he get? All of those things uh, factor into the thought process on that. But either way, uh, from my standpoint, I would go over on the 88.5, but I think that number is right in the sweet spot to the point that I wouldn't want to bet it. So historically, we've been doing this for about five, maybe six seasons, and with the exception of one year, we've gotten them right when we give one big play for the year. And when I was looking at these, some of these kind of stood out as being um, really high, I, I, like, for example, I mean, when, when you're predicting the Astros to win 96 and a half games, I know they're talented, but that's a, to, you're essentially predicting a 100-win team there. I mean, obviously, you have a, a little sweet spot on the landing area of 97, 98, 99, but that's, that's basically what you're saying. And I don't know if you can go into a season and look at a team and go, that's a 100-win team. And even if you are really high on the team, to get there – and then maintain that throughout September if they have a big league in the American League, big lead in the American League West. I'm not sure what you're going to get out of that um, as far as them playing uh, to win every game over the final couple weeks of the season. We saw that a decade ago with the 2009 Cardinals. And then the Yankees at 96.5 wins, a much improved bullpen, but a questionable rotation. I think they are a dangerous team to win the World Series but I don't know about winning 97 or above games in the American League East. And so, therefore, I like the under on the Yankees at 96.5 as a really nice value from a betting standpoint. Not because I don't think they're any good, but because winning 97 games is just so difficult, in particular in that division. And then if there's an over that I like... Uh, in, in Major League Baseball, there's a couple where you go, my God, these numbers are so low, but I still could see it actually covering the, the under. Like the Marlins, for example, are at 63.5. If there's an over that I like, I would take the Cleveland Indians at 90.5. Um, based on just how bad that division is expected to be, them being able to rack up 91 wins, that strikes me as a really good play from an over standpoint. As far as a team that might be undervalued, uh, on an over-under um, to go over on. I, I, I think, but I, I'm not, I don't speak with a passionate sense on it, but I think the Pirates won't be as bad as 77 wins or below. Um, I've seen some predictions that have everybody uh, in the National League Central being 500 or above, and so the Pirates are set at 77 and a half. Um, and I would I, I see value 
in, in the standpoint that I think they're better than that, but that isn't one that I would go crazy about. I really like the Yankees under, and as far as an over goes, I really like the Indians over. Now, USA Today updated it since all these free agent signings here over the last couple of weeks because those numbers came out from Las Vegas on February 17th. USA Today put a panel together of six people and gave out uh, their projection on win totals. They do have the Yankees barely covering that over. They have them as a 98-win team. The Red Sox, 95. The Rays, 86. And that's the part of my thought process. You have two teams that are expected to be really good this year. One everybody expects, one that kind of flies under the radar in Tampa. Uh, they do have Cleveland going over 90.5. They have them at 93. And they have the Astros right in that sweet spot of 98. But here's what they have in the National League Central. A three-way tie for the National League Central with all three Cubs, Brewers, and Cardinals winning 89 games. So, uh, interestingly enough, for all the news that they have made over the last uh, five months, and in particular over the last week, they do not have the Philadelphia Phillies winning the division. They also have that one incredibly tight with the Nationals and Braves at 89 and 73, and then the Phillies at 88 and 74. What games, uh, what teams people like uh, as far as money moving in, um, the uh, the consensus is is the Red Sox still, and I think people picture what they were in October. Uh, I'm anxious to see how much they continue that momentum and what goes on in that division and how much what the Yankees have done with their bullpen translates. And then in the National League Central, you know, the, the, the Reds have gotten a lot of um, attention. I'm just not sure how much that's going to lead to actual wins. Uh, their, their, their Las Vegas total 79 and a half, and then in that USA Today panel, they had them at 75, 8, and 87. I'm just not sold on the Reds. I'm just, I'm just not sold on I get that they've improved, but I'm just not sold on the Reds. Not to say that anybody's talking about them necessarily winning the division, although I've seen some people making kind of a, a long shot play there. But as far as... Um, USA Today having them at 75 and Las Vegas having them at 77 and a half uh, or 79 and a half, excuse me. Um, I understand that thought process. So those are the win totals. If I'm making my plays for the purpose of officially making the play for the 2019 season, here is where I am. The one that I think I like the most on an over is the Indians. And as far as an under, it's the Yankees. And again, I could see the Yankees winning the World Series. It's just a matter of having that win total in that division. I think that will be awfully tough. At the same time, you do have the Baltimore Orioles and the Blue Jays in that division, so they could rack up some wins there. Um, so with that said, if I had to bet, I would take the Cardinals in the 88 and a half over on that. Your questions are welcome in the Triad Bank viewer chat line. Send them in, uh, whether you be watching on Facebook, whether you'll be watching on Twitter. You can enjoy the fun and games uh, throughout here as we broadcast from Jupiter, Florida. Our studios are presented by Design Air Heating and Cooling. Design Air is online at designairservice.com. They are the number one train dealer in the Midwest. It is hard to stop a train designer heating and cooling. I'm a client, Dan McLaughlin, my co-host, who is in St. Louis on the call. The Billikens game. He is a client, and we don't hesitate to recommend designer heating and cooling to you. They're online at designerservice.com. Let them know that the Hot Stove Show sent you their way. So yesterday, uh, we saw the odds set out for the MVP and the Cy Young in the National League, and. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by this when you kind of look at the list, but initially I was like, wow, that's that's a big number uh, as far as 
um, considering who he's up there with. Uh, and that's Bryce Harper, Nolan Arenado are one, two. But there's the Cardinal first baseman, number three, Paul Goldschmidt at nine to one to win the National League MVP. And candidly, I just, you know, I, I think part of it is you have in your mind, well, Goldschmidt's a, a, a great player on a team that just hasn't been very good with the Diamondbacks, minus, you know, a year, um, maybe two. But, you know, now he is in the middle of the Cardinal lineup, and if Matt Carpenter's getting on base, monster if on what goes on around him with Dexter Fowler, with Marcel Ozuna, um, he could put up some some big numbers, and it is his free agent year just like Ozuna. Some players you might have thought would be uh, above Paul Goldschmidt are below him, and at 12-1, to 1, Chris Bryant, Manny Machado, and then uh, somebody who we saw do it last year and do it at a ridiculous pace in the month of September. Uh, Christian Yelich is at 16 to 1. Uh, and then a bunch of guys at 20 to 1. Anthony Rendon, that was surprising to me. Reese Hotskins at 20 to 1. Uh, Cunha is at 20 to 1. Eugenio Suarez, that's a guy that just kind of flies under the radar. If you want to make a value play on the Reds, uh, this guy absolutely can rake, especially in that ballpark. And he was out for a portion of the season last year and still put up ridiculous numbers. Freddie Freeman at 22 to one, I think is a nice value. And then you get into, uh, the 25 to one and below Anthony Rizzo, Cody Bellinger, 25 to one and 28 to one respectively. As far as any other names that might stand out to those of you watching from the Cardinal department or monitoring the national league central, Joey Votto, 33 to 1. Javier Baez at 33 to 1. That one strikes me as being a nice play as well. Um, and then uh, Matt Carpenter is below at 50 to 1. A lot of talk about Josh Donaldson and the Cardinals going back before he signed. Uh, and he is at 50 to 1 as well. And finally, uh, taking a look at uh, the National League Central, Lorenzo Kane is at 50-1. to 1. What about the Cy Young? Miles Michaelis is the only Cardinal who received any potential odds on this, and he is at 40-1. to 1. The favorite, Max Scherzer. Um, and then second, Jacob deGrom. Aaron Nola at 9-1. to 1. Clayton Kershaw, 10-1. to 1. Noah Syndergaard, 14-1. to 1. Those are your top Five in the National League Cy Young. So there it all is. If I had to make plays just for the sake of throwing darts at this thing, just for the absolute heck of it, um, I'm going to go with DeGrom. Uh, I just, I, 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 I'm of the opinion he's just going to go on a tear this year. I know that'll disappoint Mike Francesa, but uh, Jacob DeGrom would be my play there. And then in the National League MVP race, I think there's something to be said, actually, for Goldschmidt at nine to one. Um, from a value standpoint, like I said, Suarez. I will go with Freddie Freeman at twenty-two to one on the National League MVP. Part of that is just because I think the odds are too high at twenty-two to one. Your thoughts are welcome. Your questions are welcome in the uh, Triad Bank chat line, and uh, you can submit them anytime. You would want uh, baseball questions or otherwise are welcome here as we do the hot stove show. It's presented by Mattress Direct. We have the winner of our spring training contest coming down here in two days. Sarah Golden and her significant other are flying down to Palm Beach International, courtesy of our presenting sponsor, Mattress Direct. Mattress Direct online at stlmattress.com. 
You want to get a mattress? You need to get a mattress. Support the local guys. Support the guys who support our show, Dan McLaughlin and I, with the Hot Stove Show. It's presented by Mattress Direct, and they're taking care of people coming down to Jupiter, Florida, for Cardinal Spring Training. They'll be going to the Cardinals and Astros this Saturday and enjoying the weather and the experience of Cardinal Spring Training. If you have not made this trip, my God, you have to uh, experience Jupiter, Florida. I would say it's about 80 degrees out there, and I know that weather is not what's going on in St. Louis. Uh, let's take a look in the chat. This one comes off of Twitter. Um, the NL Central is such a grind this year. Who would you bet on to win the National League Central? I don't have a hatred of the Chicago Cubs like I know uh, a portion of the audience does. Um, In particular, I think probably if you grew up uh, in the Metro East or in Southern Illinois or as you go up kind of in the border areas of the rivalry, it's kind of like as a Missouri guy, if you grow up on on the west side of the state, you have a a stronger hatred of Kansas. Uh, I just look at them as kind of like a rival and I wish they were playing. So with regard to that, my, my reason for pointing that out is I don't have a hatred of the Cubs, and therefore it's like leading me to say this. I just don't buy into the Cubs this year. And, um, and so and I was kind of confused by how the Brewers were getting these, these low-end projections. I realize there's been some pitching attrition. I realize they got performances from pitchers last year that certainly surprised me, and I would imagine surprised a lot of the analytics guys. Um, but if I had to make plays, I would put the National League Central between the Cardinals and the Brewers um, on on a on a back and forth division race. But I don't know if anybody really pulls away in 2019 in the National League Central. Um, Tim, have you seen the Game of Thrones? This is nice. See, this is not sports related. This is this is uh, right in my wheelhouse. Have you seen the Game of Thrones trailer? I think we should all leave work and bask in it for five weeks. Uh, that's from BDK, Father Time. I believe that's in reference to the great Big Daddy Kane. Um, I just watched it about a half hour ago. Um, I'm fired up for the show. Uh, and I am fascinated by what they are going to do at the end. My thought process is this, that because there is so much anticipation for the final season of Game of Thrones... This is my prediction. I'm giving predictions on baseball lines and baseball MVPs and Cy Youngs today that if I had to uh, make a play on where the mindset of pop culture will be following the finale of Game of Thrones, people will be unhappy. Now, that's not because I think it will have some Dexter-like ending. It's because I'm of the opinion that there is so much anticipation for it that it can't possibly live up to it. Now... 11 or 12 years later, like The Sopranos, will it have appreciation? I think The Sopranos' appreciation has grown with, with time, like in the moment. I hated it uh, and was pissed, like I would imagine a lot of you were. But as time has gone on, and, and my wife and I just watched, uh, because they had like some marathon going on between Christmas and New Year's, and then we just kept going and kept watching it until we watched every, every episode from every season. And you know it's coming. But you're just like, God, it's now I'm like, man, it's so good. But in the moment, I'm like, what in the hell did they just do? Uh, I don't I just don't know if now Game of Thrones can go out with the anticipation that it has. And I don't know if there has been a more anticipated final season in television history. I realize that's a bold statement. So I imagine I'll get some criticism in the Triad Bank viewer chat line. And that's fine. It comes with the territory. 
for them to be able to live up to that anticipation, those expectations because of what they've delivered for the last, what has it been, eight years? Uh, that's just tough to do, especially in social media where so much is negative or you've got to just piss on it even if you're going against the grain to be contrarian. So from that standpoint, that's my prediction. I don't know how they can how they can go above and beyond what they've already done unless like uh, there is just an absolute unforeseen uh, outcome to this thing. But even then, maybe people are unhappy. Uh, so I am looking forward to it. The way that the schedule shakes out, you have the final four the weekend before, and I realize in the St. Louis area, uh, the final four interest has declined drastically with the way teams have performed recently. But uh, taking a look at the next weekend, then you have, outside of having baseball during the week and on the weekend, then you have the Masters, and that Sunday night, you have the Game of Thrones final season uh, debut. Can't ask for much more than that. Uh, Michael Bibbs in the Triad Bank viewer chat line says, I think the Reds become this year's Brewers. I think they will surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I could see that being the case. What I'm anxious to see on the Reds is, and you're right, I mean, if you want to draw the parallel with the Brewers, I thought when people were high on the Brewers last year, I'm just like, yeah, how are they going to get outs? And then you saw what happened with the bullpen, but it was the rotation that came out of nowhere. That was such a surprise. So uh, I understand that thought process. If they can get surprising starting pitching and bullpen work, then, yeah, the offense you would think will be there. You know they're going to score runs in that ballpark, but how are they going to prevent the opposition from scoring runs in that ballpark and navigate what is expected to be a tough National League Central. Uh, final question, final thought coming in on today's edition of the Hot Stove Show. Uh, and that comes in here. Uh, I have to say I am the complete opposite uh, and about the Cubs, 195 in a mess of a year. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just I'm just personally not high on the Cubs. And I, I think they I think they might look back on this year as the beginning of uh, breaking up for the most part, what was the 2016 world champion team. And then the legacy will be, boy, they thought this was going to be a dynasty, and then it wound up, you know, don't get me wrong, it ended the curse, but uh, it didn't lead to what they thought it was going to lead to. So there it is, the Hot Stove Show presented by Mattress Direct Online at stlmattress.com from the Design Air Heating and Cooling Studios. We are grateful for their support at designairservice.com. And Triad Bank online at triadbanking.com. Dot com. Uh, anytime you want to ask questions, you can email them to me at tmckernan at insidestl.com. Dan McLaughlin and I back throughout the course of the fun and games on Thursday as we bring the hot stove show to you throughout the course of spring training here in Jupiter, Florida.